1: For something completely different. <laughs> Welcome to our bonus episode of making a Disney fan podcast. This episode we will be talking about FIFA Goes West*. The reason why we're talking about FIFA Goes West* is because I absolutely dominated in the Oscar pool. It wasn't much of a
2: domination.
1: In terms of our usual marching you know, margins between you and me. I am just claiming domination because usually you whoop my butt.
2: I guess. <laughs>
1: That's true. Alright. Um Yeah, so Fightful Ghost West. This is a, a fun childhood one for me, so this is this is gonna be a fun episode, I think. Um now I am joined by Sarah and i am going to say you are tanya because you have the voice of an angel
0: (laughs) thank you (laughs) is that the sister (laughs) yeah
2: yeah okay that was also my guess or my my choice was tanya yeah it's but to be fair not a lot of good characters in this movie to like yeah choose
0: (laughs) yeah i had a hard time too picking people
2: i wanted to make brandon the
1: villain just because I love how like he con- is like constantly correcting people and just like, you know, feeling like he's surrounded by idiots.
2: <laughs> I don't feel like I'm surrounded by idiots.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just again, I guess there was just not as many char- good characters, but it's just some of the lines, lines he was saying, I could hear you saying, like when he's like, "I specifically told, prefer not to be called this." Fair. <laughs> Uh, So, yeah, that is uh, John Cleese's Cat R Wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I actually had to look up that name because I never actually learned the the names of some of these
2: characters.
0: (laughs) I put you as Tiger, Zach.
1: Yeah, I kind of assume. Tiger's
2: my choice for you as well. Yeah. Yeah, a bit bumbling but lovable.
0: Yeah, and just the way that he acts sometimes, I could see you doing that, just like (laughs) being silly. For Brandon, though, like, it was hard. There really aren't a lot of characters to choose from. I went with Wiley.
2: Wiley Burp? Yeah. You know, I'll take Wiley Burp. That's that's a good choice. Okay.
0: Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it was definitely really, really (laughs) hard. I was looking at the list of characters, like, 20 minutes ago, and I was like, I don't know. (laughs) None of them fit perfectly. None of them go, for me, oh, that's Brandon.
2: Yeah. I'll take it.
0: I feel like in cartoons, Zach is an easier character to land on because oh, Zach is cartoonish. Hands down. Uh, yeah.
1: I really am cartoonish, aren't I? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well,
1: I'll take the compliment. <laughs> 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 All right. So, uh, gonna talk about memories of this one. Um, Sarah, do you have any memories of this one or did you actually get Daisy to watch it with you?
0: Daisy didn't watch it with me. I watched it last night after she was in bed. Um, I don't remember specifically watching it as a kid, but I know I did. And watching it last night, there were so many things that my memory was just, like, (laughs) popping off. Like, oh, I remember that scene. I remember this part. I remember this storyline. Like, so I know I've watched this. Like, we grew up watching American Tail and Five Goes West. And my sister loves this movie. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I definitely... Remember the movie? Just don't remember specifics about watching it as a kid.
1: Hmm.
2: All right. Uh, Brandon, did you ever see this movie before today? Um. You know, it's it's very possible that I've seen it. Uh, I remember I remember it existing. So, like, I know of it in my childhood. Like, we probably had the VHS or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember anything about it. Or when I watched it or if I watched it it's it was all kind of new to me
0: hmm.
1: <laughs> All right well that leaves me the person who picked the the blasted movie <laughs> I definitely remember seeing this movie a lot as a kid it was one of those go-to ones that I don't know I just always seem to enjoy
0: hmm.
1: and yeah that was on VHS and I eventually I ended up buying the movie uh, one moment when I was just randomly... This is going to be really, really random. I was in Hawaii, and we were just at Walmart, and I saw it in, like, the $5 bin, and I'm like, I want this one, and then I watched it, as, and this is when I was, like, 20, going on 21, or something like that, I think, 21. Anyway, Hmm. um, and I remember... Watching it at that moment, and I'm seeing, like, the opening credits, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, oh, look at this. And then, what, and then, James Stewart is in this? What? So, yeah.
2: that made my brain explode. It is kind of funny. You can hear his voice immediately.
1: Oh, it is, immediately. Like, it was, like, un- so just something unlocked in my brain. Yeah. It was, but it was very distinctive. I'm definitely going to be talking about him in this movie Is. uh... But, yeah, it's just... This, this is one that I just always seem to love, and it's just so wholesome at the same time. Like, like yeah. the whole feeling of it. And... like, I almost wanted to do an American Tale first before trying to do this one, but this one stands on its own so well. Yeah. In, like, for, for the most part, like, mm-hmm. there's some elements from the first one or whatever, but... The first one is just so 80s dark. Yeah. And this one was more <laughs> 90s light. Yeah. Yeah. So I like this one a lot more. Makes sense. Anyway. So yeah, that is my memories of this movie. Uh, I will turn it over to Brandon for his fresh newbie recap.
2: <laughs> All right. Uh, what's up, guys? It's your boy here talking about... Uh, American Tale, Five-O Goes West, which I did not remember also had American Tale. I thought the movie was just called Five-O Goes West. Mm -hmm. Uh, That surprised me. (laughs) Not not much of a big revelation, but it surprised me, I guess. Story is, I mean, pretty sound, I guess, to be honest. It's not the worst thing in the world. Five-O is... He's got like a really Jewish family, which I never really did. I'm not sure if that's important in the first one, but it doesn't it's not important in this one. And it just kind of like it's just weird that they're randomly super Jewish. But I mean, I'm here for it. They're cool. Like they're good. I like the dad. He's cool. Well, in the Um, first one, they're
0: a Jewish family in Russia trying to emigrate to the United States for a better life because they think there's no cats in America
1: yeah and there was like a terrifying (laughs) moment where they were like getting chased by cossack cossack cats
0: (laughs) yeah so it's definitely more important that they're jewish then (laughs) yeah
2: a lot more important when you know the context of the first one i guess um but like that was it he is living in like a slum the world kind of seems to work on levels in this movie Like, there's the level of the mice, and then there's, like, the upper world of the cats and dogs. But then we get to, like, the huge-ass people later. And, like, so you kind of see, like, the whole world, but, like, in different sizes through, like, the levels that they use, which I thought was really, like, really smart, like, a really good way to make distinctions. I think the voices were really, really good. Um, like, I love the cast for this. Who who played Tiger is my question. I forgot to see that.
0: Dom DeLuise. What? Yeah.
2: Dom DeLuise? Okay, yeah. That, yeah, he was that a go-to sense. for... for um, Dom Bluth. Uh, yeah, for Bluth. Yeah. He reminded me of John Candy's character in Spaceballs. Um, there's no significance to that. I just thought it was really <laughs> funny. Um but that's pretty good. My question is, this is 1991. What was Disney's equivalent for that? Like, this year. What was their 91 release? Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. So, I do then think that there's a pretty big chasm when it comes to art quality. Oh, yeah. Um, no doubt. Fievel is... I mean, it's good. It's a 2D animated film. It's well-drawn. Had it come out, like, 10 years earlier, maybe, we really really good i do think the animation's a bit dated when you i didn't realize but when you compare it to like something like beauty and the beast um so -hmm. that's that's something uh it doesn't take away from the movie at all though um if anything the art style like being less uh like less good or less defined kind of lends into the movie or into the story and like the character's position throughout things so it's not actually not a bad thing. It is just something I was wondering about when I watched. Like, what was Disney's? Like, how does the art stack up? Um, but yeah, yeah so Fiveville and his family end up having to go west because a bunch of cats basically destroy their entire city, mm-hmm. I think. Their mouse town that they have. And they all find this puppet mouse, which is funny because he's being controlled by the boss cat, which is what I call him. Yeah. Um, yeah. But who convinces them to go on a train to the west. And they all do so. And on the way, Fievel gets kicked off the train. And then Tiger, who wasn't on the train, just tries to make it. Like chase the train down anyway because they all find out that basically the cats are just building a giant mouse trap and they're going to use them for like mouse labor and stuff mm-hmm. um which there's obviously allegories and stuff in there that are probably deeper than what i was willing to pick up today but i mean um so yeah they make it uh Five-O has this whole journey there's this weird section with natives again um, yeah I, I it knew was... you just pick up on that it was, it was, it was pretty bad <laughs> it was kind of at least it was short My honestly my, my reaction I was like ooh natives and I was like oh they're magic <laughs> like, just right off the bat I was like okay whatever they, it was very again very stereotypical but I'm not going to go all Pocahontas on this episode <laughs> um, I was worried about that uh, yeah no um so yeah, that, that was what it was. The scene itself was funny. And they think Tiger is like their god, which is, uh, you know. Problematic. <laughs> problematic, but you know, funny in the end. There's some good jokes out of it, so mm-hmm. not the worst thing in the world. Um, everybody makes it to the West, and then they basically just expose the plan. They work with Wiley Burp, who Fievel somehow knows about. I don't like it. Kind of maybe establishes it in the beginning. Is it like a mm-hmm. TV show or something? I would
1: more put it along like, the lines of like, um, like Wild Bill Hick- Hickok.
2: Okay, so he's just heard about it.
1: Yeah, sort of like you know, like the classic Western stories, like the uh, traveling yeah, Western yeah. shows. So Wiley Burp yeah. might have been like popular that way, or just news items that went across. There was okay. He he looked at like some kind of article or something like that.
2: Yeah, okay, but, but yeah, he was like O's yeah. hero, and they end up working together and like ridding the town of all cats,
0: except for a tiger uh, pretending to be. Except a dog.
2: for tiger who gets to stay, yeah. and they crack open the water tower, and the ground just grows grass and flowers immediately. Yeah, that's hot. Like, it <laughs> I remember thinking.
1: It would take a day, but that... Like, uh, a day or two. But d- desert fl- uh, f- uh, flowers and, and and plant life actually does grow insanely fast. When I don't know. Happen. That
2: was, like, fully thick grass and tons of flowers. It mm-hmm. reminds me of the crack in The Lion King, where it's <laughs> like, all right, it hasn't been that long, but there was just a giant chasm that <laughs> somehow gets healed magically in the end. It was just kind of the same thing. Like, how... Under what circumstances does this grass grow that quick? Um, but sure, that's everyone's happy in the end. They get their like their water. They get their own little mouse world. I'm assuming this is the end of the series. Is there ever a five-hour movie after this? Oh, there's like three or four more. There's TV, TV shows oh, all directed DVD ones, and they were horrible. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, this feels like a good place to stop. Would be I think- my.
0: There's only one more movie but there's two T V shows, isn't it? Or is it the other way around? Two movies, one T V show. It's something like that.
1: Hmm. Nothing that matters. Yeah. It's like Disney direct the DVD
2: sequels, they're just not important. Yeah. My other my other question about this movie or what one other of the many how big do the animators think bugs actually are?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a big spider. Because like yeah. the spider is That's huge. like an Australian
2: spider. And even the scorpion when he gets to like that scene with the scorpion, yeah. the scorpion is easily twice the size of that mouse. And when you actually think about that, like that's a big ass scorpion. Yeah. Like how big how big does he think these bugs are? Like yeah. what world do we live in? That these are the bugs we're encountering. (laughs) I just, yeah, that I don't, I don't don't get it. It's quite
1: terrifying.
2: Yeah, it's it is what it is. Uh, It's a movie about labor exploits, which is weird for a kids' movie. But you know what? Like the message gets across.
0: Yeah. Well, it's not. Yeah, the movies, like The Secret of Nim, American Tail, like they're all they're all mice. And they're all like digging yeah. into some deep topics.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's interest it's interesting. Um I did really enjoy the North by Northwest callback. That was funny with the eagle. Oh yeah. He's running and then the eagle flies above him. It's just you know, that's I saw a huge display on North by Northwest recently. I thought that was really cool.
1: You know, I've never um, actually seen that movie.
2: You've never seen North by Northwest? No.
1: It's one um, that has definitely been on my lists and stuff, I just never got around to it.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. I've yeah, it's one of like Hitchcock's best. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we uh we when we were at the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures. They had like a whole exhibit on North by Northwest with like the the replica uh Mount Rushmore that they used to film it, like the miniature set and all that. It was it was pretty sweet.
0: Yeah, that's cool
2: yeah it was kind of cool to see but so yeah that was that was an interesting callback I guess Mm -hmm. um I would like to point out that they talk about mouse burgers and then immediately make a mouse sandwich (laughs) I just want to point that out they're not the same (laughs) (laughs) they're not the same but they're all like, mouse burgers! And then he grabs two sliced pieces of like what I assume is just white Great Value bread. Like, just <laughs> white bread and little lettuce. And he shoves a mouse in there. And that is a sandwich, sir.
0: Yeah, but they're saying they're going to make mouse burgers later out of all of mice. But he
2: said it specifically. He's like, mouse burgers! I th- I, I think they're confused as to what a burger <laughs> is. <laughs> i mean they're cats so what do they know really right but you know i really i thought the rolling 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 moment was really funny the uh the raw i do yeah i do also just think that was just like a very like a lazy workaround like he finds tiger blah 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 he like tiger doesn't want to leave because he's the native americans god sure and he's just like well how do i travel and he's just like just rolling this tumbleweed i guess and it's just like the most convenient thing because like he rolls the rest of the distance all the way to california in that tumbleweed and i feel like somewhere in the writer's room they're like all right so how do we do this and they're just like you know what let's just not <laughs> let's let's not figure out how to get him there let's just roll him there (laughs) um so i I thought it was really funny but it is one of those moments i'm like this feels a little bit like lazy writing Mm -hmm. um i think like the three main storylines are five uh tiger goes through his own like whole ordeal where he kind of files like falls finds his girlfriend again and then there's that really just like half crammed in their side story of the sister becoming a singer Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it makes sense but it also never explains why the cats all of a sudden just love this mouse beyond like her voice i guess like she sings Mm -hmm. a lot and he's just like oh i gotta protect her by all means yeah i Um, think he just
0: wants to make money off of her yeah or their it it
2: doesn't yeah like it doesn't take away from the film at all But But it does give it its best musical numbers It kind of does Like the song is like The first song she sings when he sees her I also think it's really funny that she's like Oh I can't do this I've never sung in front of people before And then she goes out there Sings a little bit and then finally she's just like She's a full on like Vegas (laughs) show star pretty much It's like uh, I wish our
0: listeners Could see the dance move you just did (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. but
2: yeah it doesn't like i said it doesn't take away from the movie it's just like oddly crammed in there it's like we're already solving all these things and all of a sudden it's just like oh here's this bit with his sister yeah it's like cool i guess um yeah that's really about it i don't have much else to say i didn't mind it you know it was that's that's some pretty pretty good good words (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty decent. The bugs were weird. Um, just I just think they're too big. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, that's that's clearly a design choice that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the animation, like, you could argue it's better, but you could also argue that it makes the movie better. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm kind of juries out on that. But Yeah, you got some, like, Western styles to it. Yeah, like, it's a lot less refined. It's a lot more rough and, like, darker, which lends, like, to... Like Fiveel's story, mm-hmm. um, so like maybe it wouldn't have been as good if they like animated like Beauty and the Beast with like all that technology and stuff. But it, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't take away from the movie. I just like comparatively, it seems like a, mm-hmm. a shift in whatever. Yeah. But
0: I'm surprised honestly, you didn't you could... bring up the unbelievable way that Five kept switching his hat.
2: Favo keeps switching his hat. Well, at the he start he has the blue twice. one, and then he
0: like goes like this, and it's a cowboy hat. And then at the end he goes like this again, and the cowboy hat becomes his blue hat again.
2: I think he just broke him. <laughs> I didn't even notice that.
0: Yeah, I'm. I was watching. I was like, how How does he do that? Like he's turning it <laughs> inside out. It's black inside. It's not white
2: yeah how does it become a cowboy hat i didn't even notice i just i thought he just changed hat somewhere and i missed it yeah just cartoon logic yeah Uh, hammer space i guess (laughs) oh yeah um yeah you know of all the movies we've watched i know this one isn't disney but like it's it's not bad it's yeah
1: all right those are some pretty good words from brandon um. <laughs> so on to deep dive five with Zach. <laughs> deep dive Five. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the first thing I want to talk about is what Brandon was hint- hinting at was like the clear Western allegories to like uh, evil capitalists and trying to literally squeeze the life out of migrants. And it's just, I don't know, when you actually understand the history of the West... There's a lot more money in the immigrants than, than the gold or anything in the ground,
2: hmm.
1: And the like the people that tried to get places. Like I literally have like read um, a historical work on uh, the Klondike Rush, and it's just talking hmm. about like the sheer amount of money that that people made just from people trying to s- strike it rich. Yeah. Yeah, the people trying to make it to the Yukon, which was. Back then, a very hard ordeal. So it was just mm. the amount of money that people made off these people trying to get there alone was more than most people made when they got there. Yeah. So it was having this uh, evil capitalist played by, you know, John Cleese, hence my uh, <laughs> my opening reference, of, and now for something completely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just really... I don't know, I, when it comes to a western I, I like that aspect of it that is that, that's the evil guy like, he's trying to be sophisticated and he's smarter than everybody else but he's doing it at the expense of others obviously because that's the, that's the way that it was done back then like he's almost along the lines of like Rockefeller or whatever but maybe I'm just picking it like grasping at straws with that one But uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, like and especially like going to the rough immigrant neighborhoods, like the lower immigrant neighborhoods of New York. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Let's get the uh, let's get the Irishmen and stuff out there. Like like they're all like they don't have anything like any chance at a better life. Like, hey, we can, you know, convince them to go do this for us (laughs) and use their hard labor for like free, try to promise them a better life and not give it to them. Mhm. But yeah, like I enjoy that aspect of it. It's something that I didn't really pick up on quite as much before. Yeah. This is my education coming in now. <laughs> <laughs> Actually able to pick the, pick up on allegories and stuff. That's yeah. Something I, I used to be a very literalist person. <laughs> 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 um but My absolute favorite thing about this movie that I will always talk about, like, the first thing I bring up when I talk about this movie is James Stewart in it. Yeah, that's fair. The very fact that this is his final movie, and it Mm -hmm. is, like, the ultimate swan song. Yeah. Like, the final moments. is just, like, literally, he, like, one of his final lines is just, like, just remember, kid, one man's... A sunset is another man's dawn it's just like how do you come up with a better line than that for, to like go out on
0: yeah
2: <laughs> like sure I see other, we could ask the writers <laughs> uh, Well,
1: yeah like the only other swan song movie that I can think of for an actor that compares is Jack Nicholson's bucket list granted he did one more movie last,
2: yeah, I was going to say is that his last movie
1: he did one more as a supporting role in a crappy Reese Witherspoon rom-com. I don't consider that his final movie.
2: Yeah, okay.
1: So, I'm being a stickler here. Bucket list is is his Jack Nicholson's swan- song. And it makes me cry. Because <laughs> it's amazing.
0: I've it's never watched movie. it. No? No. I own it.
1: it it's worth it. I've
0: huh. never watched
1: it. It is yeah. really worth it.
0: Yeah. I haven't Especially intentionally watched. not watched it. I just haven't gotten around but, to it.
1: Yeah, you can even do, yeah. like, full-on Bible studies around the bucket list.
0: You I can guess. do Bible studies mm. around a lot of things. That's
1: true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just the whole clear conversations about faith and stuff throughout mm-hmm. the movie and death and the afterlife and stuff. Is, it's a good one. A good pairing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's a huge tangent. Anyway. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I told you my memories on, on learning that James Stewart was in this one, like, it's not his best performance, obviously. Like I've seen a number of J- James Stewart movies over the years. It's just he's a really good actor and stuff. But it was a fun one for mm-hmm. him. Like I don't know how many comedies he did. He was a bit more of a drama and western man. It wasn't there like one where he was thinking about like a imaginary rabbit. Anyway, I can't remember this one. That one. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, shoot.
1: Like a <laughs> named Hank or something?
0: No. Uh, <laughs> I remember when I was, you now, isn't it? I was, scro- well, I'm looking it up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I remember when I was scrolling through his IMDb page while I was doing my stuff, I saw that movie and I was like, oh, hey, James Stewart. That's right. What is it called? (laughs) (coughs) Harvey.
1: Harvey. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Anyway. um, Yeah, I will always talk about James Stewart in this one. It's just a beautiful final moment for a great actor. It's good. Um, Yeah, but... I mean, going on to the other awesome actors, I mean... That is some, There are some comedy legends in this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, and there's one part of this movie that connects it with Brandon's favorite movie.
2: Oh, yeah. James Horner did all the music for it. Oh, yeah. And pretty good good music for, for the... Yeah, like know, it's, it's not bad. James Horner knew how to make a good score. Yeah,
1: it has elements from the original American tale, but it definitely feels more Western and... Mm-hmm. I like the songs. The Rolling one is kind of out out of place in comparison with some of the other ones, but it just felt I don't know. Yeah. It was a fun one. I remember that one as a kid. Yeah. It was it was a fun bouncy song and I didn't realize it was from a from a show.
2: Yeah. I don't like, know where it's from to be honest.
1: I think it's from a show called Rawhide.
2: Oh, okay.
1: I could be wrong. Uh Yeah, like like you said, the art in this one it's acceptable. It's yeah. very on point and it ages well in compare like de- like pretty decently for what it is. It's not a huge production, but oh but I definitely remember even now I laugh at this at this movie cause, like the because of the comedy. Mm. Like the yeah. uh, like the physical comedy as well, like the training sequences. When
2: Yeah, it's like it as Rocky montages for some reason. But
1: it's supposed to take a day and it's just like, ugh, you can't train yeah. somebody
2: in a day to do anything. <laughs> yeah. Maybe just to
0: be a dog though.
2: <laughs> yeah. Can't be that hard. Yeah. Uh
0: I appreciated that they do that training thing where you're like running through the Like, basically running through the tires. And then he actually does that when they're fighting them.
2: (laughs)
1: Yeah. And, um... Oh! The part that always made me laugh as a kid, the part that always made me laugh, was, um, when the spider is singing his little song, where he's like, The itsy bitsy spider caught a mouse in his web. The itsy bitsy spider
2: bit off the mouse's head. (laughs) <laughs> uh, that always made me
1: laugh so much. Yeah, That's funny. <laughs> that's some, one of my memories. <laughs> yeah, I think my kids laughed at that part too. They actually en- quite enjoyed the movie. Well, that's good. Hmm. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, well, that's my deep dive.
0: All right.
1: It's a pretty simple movie.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, there wasn't mm-hmm. a lot to find for my stuff either.
1: so on to fun facts and trivia with
0: sarah all right so um i made all of this last night and then today i was reading more about don Bluth, um which like he didn't make this movie but um he made the first one obviously so i was reading about him and i just found it interesting like he worked for disney and then he left disney And then he went to school and he did a bunch of stuff and he came back to Disney as an animator for a while and was like a top guy and then left Disney to start his own company and took some other Disney guys with him. And ultimately Don Bluth ends up filing for bankruptcy multiple times. Like,
1: (laughs) Yeah, there were some pretty bad movies.
0: Yeah, he didn't do that great after he left Disney. There are some gems and there's some that have like become cult classics.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, like Secret he did the of
0: the Se- Secret of Nim was first and that's where Steven Spielberg noticed him and was like hey will you make an American tale with me so that's why they connected so um, an American tale was released four months after the great mouse detective so lots of mouse stuff going on because like I said the Secret <laughs> yeah. of Nim also mice
2: yeah um,
0: at the time an American tale was the highest grossing non-Disney animated film so that was like, okay, we got a oh, hit It here. had Spielberg's name on it. Yeah. So they did is really Spielberg well. Is
2: Spielberg attached to this one too?
0: To I... Five Will Goes West. Yes, he is.
2: He is? Okay. Yeah,
0: he is. Um, so this is Don Bluth's... Um, Five Goes West is Don Bluth's second... Or not Five Will Goes West. Sorry. An American Tale is Don Bluth's second highest grossing animated film after Anastasia, which was his biggest hit. Um, but he made Anastasia and then he again and made titan ae and then <laughs> just yeah, i love movie. titan ae but, yeah but it wasn't a success <laughs>
2: no, it wasn't. Um, no. <laughs> so it that hasn't. was like uh,
0: yeah that was an american tale and it inspired steven spielberg to create his animation studio Amblimation, and fievel was his mascot for that um hmm. so obviously fievel goes west is the sequel to an american tale don bluth was offered the chance to direct it but he backed out because he and Steel- steven spielberg were fighting over it um so he stopped working mm-hmm. with spielberg and he was busy making rock doodle which Oof. didn't Oof. do well um <laughs> this movie Five goes west also didn't do great because like we mentioned it came out in 1991 and was going up against beauty and the beast <laughs> um did it did it go directly yeah, against it
2: <laughs> It's a tough competition.
0: Yeah, it was the same like season movie season of 1991. Don Bluth was working on Rock a Doodle. His film bombed so hard. His studio ended up sinking eventually, um, <laughs> and Amblimation Spielberg's studio also failed. It didn't make it past 1995. But Spielberg goes on to do DreamWorks, which is obviously still successful. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> What are they going to do against a giant Disney yeah, movie? Yeah, we can't that, really... Yeah, it kicks off the renaissance. Like, um, mm. The only thing that saved face a little bit was Spielberg's name on the credits. But it just... Like, yeah. people love it now. And it's not that it did terribly. People did yeah. like it. But, yeah, it just... It didn't stand a chance. I also read today that Columbia Pictures wanted Don Bluth to create an adaptation of Beauty and the Beast and then they found out Disney was working on one, and they're like, oh, forget it. We're not doing that. So they kind of <laughs> recognize that there's no point. Um, but yeah, so that's... Bluth started American Tale but not involved in this one. Spielberg made this one. Um, yeah. The rest of these facts are pretty random. There's no really... Order to them because I was just like looking at every list I could find of fun facts and trivia. Not a lot. Um, Pizza Hut sold collectible cups of o' Wiley Burp, and Cat Arwall. Mm. Kind of cute. Interesting. Um, during the production of this movie, Steven Spielberg had just finished a nasty divorce with Amy Irving, who is the voice actress of Miss Kitty, and the movie mm-hmm. starts with Miss Kitty breaking up with Tiger. Just kind of funny. <laughs>
2: um.
0: By the time the sequel had come out, apparently the general public was pretty sick of somewhere out there. So that song Tanya singing at the very beginning—that's from the first movie—and so that's why it's just very briefly in the get- start. of a heckled. self-deprecating joke. Yeah. Mm. I personally love that song, and it gets stuck oh, in my too. head often. I haven't watched I... this movie since I was a kid. I still get that song stuck in my head.
2: I only like that song. Because of that episode of Community where Troy and Abed teach a mess to react to that song. <laughs> it's
1: I don't oh, yeah. remember that. <laughs> and, and he, they, yeah, he, he, no yeah, Abed and Troy like they named the like the mouse's name is Fievel.
0: I have yeah. no memory of that. That's funny. I haven't watched Community in a while though. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. We have all the seasons, but I just haven't in a while. That's very um, yeah. yeah. Tyler really loves community, so I bought him the box that one year. Mm. Uh, so Kat Arwall and T.R. Chula We'll talk later more about their voice actors We already talked about John Cleese voicing Kat Arwall But there were two other actors considered for those parts um, For Kat Arwall, John Lithgow Interesting And for T.R. Chula, it. Martin Short That's the special Both
1: acceptable answers or Both acceptable people
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. there you go uh, originally, the Dreams to Dream song in the end credits was going to be sung by Celine Dion. Ooh.
2: Mm.
1: But she
0: was a bit busy doing Beauty and the Beast. Well, <laughs> she had recorded a demo for Spielberg, but they rejected it. And then Dion was terminated.
2: Wow, so who okay. Who uh, Celine Dion?
0: <laughs> yeah. And then Tanya had already been voiced by someone else before James Horner discovered... Catherine Cavadini, who voiced her through her demo of Dreams to Dream, and he convinced Spielberg to have her voice Tanya, and she did. Although the scenes with Tanya had already been animated to match the previous actor's mouth movement, so she like re-recorded it. Mm-hmm. Um, this premiered at the Kennedy Center on November seventeenth, nineteen ninety one, and began its American theatrical run on November twenty second. It was the same day. Beauty and the Beast was distributed, making it the third time in history, two animated films were released on one date instead of two separate ones, after The Land Before Time and Oliver and Company. Land Before Time is also Don Bluth. Um, Mm -hmm. The Little Mermaid and All Dogs Go to Heaven, also Don Bluth. So, Don Bluth and Disney. Yeah. (laughs) buttonheads, and that's just not smart, because Disney's going to win every time. I mean, yeah. uh, Land B- the Land Before, Before Time versus Time... Oliver
1: and Company was actually a very close call.
0: Well, and Land Before Time, I was just going to say, is better than Oliver and Company, in my opinion, anyways. Yeah. Um, and then there's so many sequels of Land Before Time. Don Bluth had nothing to do with any of them. <laughs> he just made okay. the first one. Yeah. Uh, 5 Goes West was promoted with a wide array of tie-ins and started in the top 10 at the box office. It performed modestly, grossing $22 million domestically. Which, like, it wasn't a flop. Like, they made money off of it. they It was over their budget. Okay. Um, they, film journalists and executives, though, attribute it not doing better because of them competing with Disney, which I'm sure is the case. Uh, yeah. It oh, yeah. got mixed critical reviews, and the criticism was pointed towards the story and fast pace, but the animation, humor, musical score, and voice acting received praise. So, pretty mm-hmm. much, like... It is sort really of, quick. Like it's yeah. only
2: like an hour and fifteen. Like it's yeah. a lot shorter than I thought it would be. Very similar
0: mm-hmm. critique to what you said. Hmm. Uh, their song was nominated for a golden a Golden Globe. So hmm. pretty decent. Uh, it was followed by a short lived CBS series named Fiveville's American Tales and two direct to video sequels and prequels. There you go. That answers my question. Two movies, one TV show. Uh, the sequel and prequel, they were Amer- An American Tale, The Treasure of Manhattan Island, and An American Tale, The Mystery of the Night Monster.
1: They sound horrible. They, Yeah, I saw one of them, the, the treasure one, and yeah, it was so bad. Yeah, I believe
0: that. <laughs> Fivel was named after Steven Spielberg's grandfather. Whoa. Uh, Don Bluth originally thought the foreign name would be difficult for children to remember, But the name Fivel was extremely personal to Steven Spielberg, so it stayed. It was the Yiddish name of his grandfather, Philip Posner. Um, Mm. And Spielberg's grandfather used to tell him stories about growing up in Russia, including one about how Jewish children were banned from attending secondary school. But they were allowed to sit outside and listen through open windows, which they did even during snow and other inclement weather. A scene in the movie pays homage to the real Feivel's struggle for education, when of the Mouse sadly watches American mice going to school. That's in the first one. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So okay. sad background, uh, but it's a sad Oh, uh, yeah. yeah,
1: you you know that they actually uh, say his they reference American Tail in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, when where's D- uh, 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 Peralta Fievel, and Papa, D- Doug Judy are are Fievel, bonding? Five-O, oh. yeah. <gasps> So just saying Feifel a lot made me think of that.
0: Gotcha. (laughs) Uh, An American Tale, so again the first one, was jointly produced by Bluth's Sullivan Bluth Studios and Spielberg's Amblin Entertainment. The success of the movie, along with that of The Land for Time, spurred Spielberg to open an animation branch of his business called Amblimation. The company made three movies before Spielberg, Jeffrey Katzenberg, and David Geffen formed DreamWorks, and most of the animation employees were brought over as the main source-feeding DreamWorks animation division. The first movie they tackled, The Prince of Egypt, which is a very not good movie. That's the first movie they
1: released, though.
0: That's what, it's just the first movie they worked That's
1: on. the first movie that they put in production. The first one that was released was
0: Ants. That's not as good a movie.
1: No, oh, no, but they pushed it out because
2: they wanted to, it to uh, compete with Bugs Life.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think we yeah. talked about that when we covered oh, yeah,
2: I, re- I remember Ants very well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and finally, we'll talk about the cast. That's all, almost all that I have. Um, Fievel was voiced by Philip Glasser. He's done a lot of voice work. He's a producer now. Uh, Wiley Burp, James Stewart. I just wrote so many movies. Uh, Tanya, <laughs> Kathy Cavadini. She does additional voices for Illumination and lots of other things. And she's Blossom mm. in the Powerpuff Girls. Oh. Tiger, Dom DeLuise. Lots of voice work. He is also in Spaceballs. He's Pizza the Hut.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, he's and, also in
0: uh... Oliver and Company. Yeah, and he's worked with Don Bluth several times. Kat Wall, mm. John Cleese. Obviously, Monty Python. <laughs> <laughs> and Chula John Lovitz, I didn't write anything specific down, but we all know who these people are, yeah. so I didn't do a lot of digging into oh, yeah. them. The Most of the other cast <laughs> members, like, they're not in a lot of what, like, commonly heard of things, or they just voice additional voices. One mm-hmm. other thing that I n- noted, though, in my head was Papa looks like Vlad in Anastasia. Like, they used the same animation or something. Oh, yeah, they're totally. Very similar. And russian (laughs) yeah
1: i definitely like john lovett's performance as the spider because he just went full zany yeah he did a good job yeah like that that's where i i when you say martin short as well i'm just like yeah, i could hear that too martin short does zany
0: yeah definitely
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
0: that's it. That's all I got. There's not a lot of information out there about Five o Goes West. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more about American Tail, which is why I did talk about it a little bit. But and
1: then that's okay. Yeah. I just yeah. loved this movie, so and I wanted other people to know that it exists. Yeah. That's kind of the whole thing I was going for it.
0: Today, it was like... I was talking to Tyler about it. He did, he didn't know what it was. He hasn't seen it. Um, and we were just talking about non-Disney animated movies and he's like, which ones are there that are really that big? And he was like, oh, Shrek. And I was like, yeah, there's other ones though. So we were going through a list on BuzzFeed of non-Disney animated movies and I was just like, oh man, I wish we were doing more of these. There's so many that I want to watch. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Most of
0: them are Don Bluth movies. Well, Well, we just
2: have more competitions over the, over the time. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we got many years of Disney to get through, so... We're just yeah. Having
1: a, we're just having a blast here. That's mm-hmm. just all we're doing. Yeah. You know, we'll wait for the sponsorships.
2: <laughs> yeah, all the, many, all the many sponsorships.
0: Yeah, rolling in.
2: Yeah. Speaking of, if you want to sponsor they're us... we are looking at our 18 listeners. Yeah. If you want to sponsor yeah. us, get in
0: touch. We are open. <laughs>
2: yeah
1: all right
0: (laughs) so we're
1: gonna go on to our final thoughts and stuff on this movie what we think about it um so favorite musical moment
2: brandon rolling 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 rawhide (laughs) all right yeah it's Simple.
1: It's a good moment. It's a good moment. <laughs> yeah. Not great plot wise, but good move mu- music wise.
2: Yep, it works for the moment. It, it is what it is <laughs> for the plot, you know.
1: I also love that they had all the animals singing the parts. Yeah. As yeah, there were, yeah, as it was going a good moment. by. All right, Sarah, favorite musical moment.
0: Hard time picking. Like I really love somewhere out there, and I know it's just like a little. Snippet mm-hmm. and it's like not a nice Moment because they're throwing stuff at her But like yeah. I just love the callback to that song but I I Like the song that she sings when he Finds her too and he, she's like dancing with his Hand
2: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, It's cute Well, I'm gonna round this list off and I Like her saloon song
2: her was, Saloon song
1: It's one of those ones that when it comes up On like either my playlist or in my car Because I actually bought the album for this At one point because I found it at a thrift store <laughs> and yeah so I, and when it comes up on one of those uh, I don't know I just really like the feel of it especially when like the group is singing along with her it's mm-hmm. just so big west vibes yeah that I enjoy um, yeah so uh, least favorite moment uh, Brandon
2: Um, I mean, if I want to keep it consistent with my last episode, (laughs) we could say the least favorite moment is the, uh, the natives, but really, I got like, I wasn't like crazy bothered by that this time. Mm
1: -hmm. There was less, less magic
2: with them this time than other times. Yeah. I think my least favorite moment is in the beginning when the cats are trashing the whole city and stuff and everything's burning and Fievel's family's like hiding in a corner and Fievel's just like staring out the window and they're like, Fievel come stay, like stay safe. And he's like, no, screw you and your safety. And he like <laughs> pops out and causes a whole scene. Like, yeah, it was pretty cringe. I, I think that's my fa- like least favorite moment.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, Sarah, what's your least <laughs> favorite? <laughs>
0: also that scene it's just like also like really sad they're all just living their mouse lives having a Mm -hmm. not very good time I mean they're all really poor but the cats are just like so mean (laughs)
1: yeah Yeah, it's not a great great time Yeah. no I think the thing that just bugged me the most was the fact that that the training montage is a day yeah just like oh it's gonna happen sundown tomorrow i just like yeah. what uh, so like you start training the, the next day and it's like sundown so it's like oh it's not even a whole 24 hours it's like 12 like like nine or 10 hours or something like that ridiculous mm. amount it's just like you can't teach somebody a, like a cat a new, like instead of dog new tricks yeah. <laughs> cat new yeah. tricks in that amount of time is just as hilarious as it was if they had said a week i would be more accepting yeah even just a little bit more accepting it was just like a, a little bit more time but nope it's a day it really bugs me <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> what can you do a lot can be done in rocky style montages <laughs> it's true yeah all right, so uh, going
1: on to our favorite moments. Brandon?
2: Uh, My favorite moment? Probably the uh, the Wiley burp stuff at the end. Like, not so much, like, the dog training scene and the Rocky montages, but I like the moment, like... Mm-hmm. like the shootout? Yeah, the shootout, or even just, like, the moment where Five O meets him for the first time and, like... Sees or reads his badge or something and Mm -hmm. realizes he's wildly burp. Like I think I like that. Like that's probably my favorite moment of the movie.
1: Okay, yeah, that's a pretty awesome moment. Yeah, Yeah. especially when Tiger does like his like uber angry mode. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really hilarious. All right, and Sarah, what is your most favorite moment?
0: I like it whenever Cat Arwal ends up with that lady, and she loves this little kitty. Oh and he, like, yeah, my pussy looks a like a real poo. cat in those moments. Like, yeah, and he's so small. Like he seems so yeah. big when you see him with the mice, and then when she's holding him, he's yeah. just like this little. He's kitty He's so
2: small. Yeah, he's yeah.
0: a little kitty cat, and I just think that's very funny.
1: And then the and then the diva woman, uh, cat, is just like calling him pussy poo. It's just like. Yeah. I yeah.
0: don't like
1: being called pussy poo Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs>
0: oh,
1: I love that. Alright. Um my favorite moment. I think I really like the spider. Just the, the moments that he had, like his the song thing that I was talking about, but then it's just like almost any time that he's on the screen is just hilarious and I just love love what he does. Like even when he's like putting a cork in the water tower, he's just like like uh T-R do this, T-R do that, n <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> I'm not even the biggest John Lovitz fan, but I just loved that mo- I just loved him in this one. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. This one and Rat Race.
2: Rat race, <laughs> that's a funny one. Classic.
1: Hey. Oh yeah. Okay, so final thoughts and a letter grade. Start you off, Brandon.
2: Uh, yeah, you know, not as bad as some of the last ones we watched. Uh, we talked about the art that could go either way, so it's not much of a, not much of a thing for me. Um, the native stuff makes me a little sad, but like I don't know what to do. And the movie's like twenty years old, so I don't know why it is what it is. It's um, thirty now, thirty. I guess. Yeah. Holy crap. Um, overall, you know, it was it was entertaining. It was funny at times. I'd say I give it a B.
1: All right, a solid B from Brandon. That is good.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's not bad.
1: <laughs> Better than all all the Disney classics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All of them? Oh, uh, yeah, all of them. Yeah. I, I we just... think the only one that you might have gotten close to that was Fantasia.
2: Fantasia? I don't remember what I gave Fantasia. <laughs> I don't think it was much higher than a C. Yeah,
1: it might have been a B minus, if anything. But I don't remember. Maybe,
2: yeah. Anyway,
1: uh, Sarah, <laughs> what are your final thoughts in a letter grade?
0: Um. First of all, I think that Brandon just should watch more Don Bluth movies. Yeah, especially oh, I mean, again, this isn't, a, this isn't a Don Bluth movie, but, like, yeah, they're like different of, yeah. Than yeah. Ones
2: of the ones you've mentioned, I've seen, I've seen Land Before Time. Mm. I know I've seen Anastasia, but I don't remember anything of it. Oh, I
0: love Anastasia. It's one of my favorite movies.
2: That might be it, yeah.
0: Pebble and the Penguin, um, the, A All Troll dogs go to Central heaven. Park. Do you want a messed oh, up I was, movie?
2: I, I've seen All Dogs Go to Heaven, yeah, I have seen That, that is, that is a messed up movie, man. Mm -hmm. It does not age well No not really
0: Um, But anyways I Do remember loving these growing up I still think it's a good movie It's not my favorite but it's good I also give it a B Fair
1: Well um, I think that this is uh, Our first across the board Score because I'm giving it a B As well Nice this one makes me laugh. It's not a perfect movie. But it's got great comedic chemistry and physical comedy that uh, yeah y- you don't get from a lot of movies. A lot, a lot of the a lot of the Disney movies like it's just pure, phys- just pure physical comedy and but then you get a, a little bit of the British wit, mm-hmm. <laughs> which yeah. is just a nice blend. And then you throw in the the James Stewart swan song, and it's just and as the cherry on top. Yeah. Yeah. So, all in all, uh, B's across the board for Five Will Goes West. I am very happy with those scores. Can't really.
2: I'm not gonna lie. I figured if you this was the movie you chose, it was gonna be something that you considered an A or above. No, <laughs> no. I know it's not perfect. I just want people to know about it. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah.
1: That, that's the thing, like, it's just... I... It's a movie from 1991 that didn't do all that well, and it's a sequel to a more critically acclaimed one. Yeah. So, it's... Like, people will talk about, Fifle, like, an American tale, but they won't talk in quite as much about Fifal Goes West because it's not the biggest non-Disney animated movie at the time. Yeah. And... But... In my opinion, Pfeiel goes West is in many ways better than an American tale. It's mm. not nearly as deep, obviously mm. than the you know a, Im- a Jewish Russian immigrant to New York yeah tale, but it's just more enjoyable.
2: it is fun, yeah, yeah. I do think, like, I don't say it a lot about movies, but I do think it could have used, like, another 10, 15 minutes. I think so. I don't think it it needed to be that short. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know what they would fill with that 10, 15 minutes, but, like, I don't feel like the film needed to be that short. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like they could have made it 90 minutes and no one would have cared.
1: Make the training thing happen for a week long and give Tanya a a better (laughs) uh,
2: storyline. I guess, yeah. That is fair. Yeah, you could have easily taken that 15 minutes to flesh out that so that like substory a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like and there you go. I I thought of that. Like we thought of that in a minute.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Maybe we need to start our own production company.
2: See, that's that's the key.
0: We'll make movies. Yeah. <laughs> we got this.
2: I got I got everything I need. I got lights. I got cameras. I got mics. I got everything to make a movie. And we'll
0: bring the action.
2: Exactly. You got lights, camera,
0: (laughs) we got action.
2: Yeah. We got this.
1: (sighs) All right. So for a nice, uh, shorter episode, Sarah, where can uh, our fans reach us?
0: You can find us on Instagram at makingadisneyfan.pod. pod. Uh, we like to hear from you. We like to see comments. We like to get likes, anything like that. (laughs) Uh, and you can find us on Apple podcasts or Spotify. Leave us reviews, stars, ratings, whatever it is you can leave us. Um, and please talk to us. (laughs) We like it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We do. We do. So until, sorry. I just said, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, until next time, I have been Zach, TTFN, ta Top for now.
2: I've been Brandon, help control the pet population, have your pets spayed or neutered. Goodbye, everybody.
0: I'm Sarah, just keep rolling, rolling, rolling. All of our artwork is created by Becca Riley. You can go find her on Instagram at Becca Riley Art, spelled B-E-C-C-A-R-E-I-L-L-Y Art. Our theme song was written and performed by Marcus Beveridge. You can listen to more of his music on Instagram at marcus.and.sarah.music, performing alongside me, your favorite Making a Disney Fan lady. We hope you'll come back for our next episode soon.
2: that's good thank you for listening to making a disney fan we hope to see you next time good night and have a pleasant tomorrow